Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Daylight podcast. We got another interview segment for you today uh, featuring Patrick Lindsay from the Shriners Children's Hospital Open, the golf tournament, the PGA Tour golf tournament that takes place here in Vegas in a couple weeks. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm 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 thrilled. I'm happy. I'm excited, mainly for you guys, because you're here. This is a tournament that's taking place in the fall event, fall series, FedEx fall, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it's happy that you guys are sticking around. Yes. Yeah, we're we're happy to be here, too. You know, this is now the 16th year of Shriners Children's being the title sponsor of the event. And it's also the 40th year of uh, consecutive PGA Tour golf here in the Valley. So we're happy to, to be here and make all of that happen. So how, how nervous or, or anxious was it uh, going into the unknown with what was going to happen with this fall series? Well, we always knew that there was going to be a, a, a fall series or that, you know, we would be a part of some type of schedule that was, uh, that was going to happen. I mean, we Shriners children's and this event, we are contracted with the tour through 2026 and hopefully, um, once that comes and goes, you know, much, much, much further, you know, we, we want to be here for a, a while and hopefully this PGA tour fall is, is successful and, and, um, and we continue to, to see growth with the event. We still continue to see some great, um, some great ratings that come out of uh, the broadcast. Um, and if all of that continues to go well, you know, hopefully we'll be here for, for a while. Um, so it was never really nervous about, um, about the event being in jeopardy. Um, but you know, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of unrest and, uh, probably still is some unrest, uh, regarding, you know, pro just professional golf as, as a whole, as we've now lived through two years of, of, uh, live, live. golf or PGA <laughs> tour golf and, um, this new partnership, uh, that is still being formed, I believe between the PIF and the PGA tour and, you know, ultimately how does that you know, change or affect, uh, affect us moving forward. Um, I'm kind of optimistic, you know, cautiously optimistic about it. You know, hopefully this, uh, this agreement, this partnership, um, will have some type of a way for live players to come back to the PGA tour, which is great for us because it means we get some past champions back and we have the ability to, to, um, to bring some additional excitement to the event by bringing Bryson DeChambeau back, Kevin Na back into our field, um, being able to see Brooks Kepka playing the event again. Um, you know, those are things that we would be excited about. And we'll see ultimately if the if that happens or not. I think there's still probably a year away for us to understand if that's happening. But um, you know, it leaves us with a little bit of optimism. Is is the PGA tour in constant like contact with you guys, letting you know what's going on with that, or are you as much in the dark as as I am? Um, it's probably somewhere in between, probably, um, uh, uh, as it probably should be right. Um, yeah. I think, I think they, uh, you know, they're working behind the scenes on making sure that the, the product is set up to be as strong as possible moving forward. Um, and, uh, you know, once there's some concrete details, we're usually shared those details, uh, prior to it becoming more kind of, you know, public, public knowledge doesn't always happen. That way, um, uh, as kind of what happened on June, was it June 6th, kind of everybody found out about uh, this agreement, this framework agreement all at the same time. But, um, you know, I 
I'm optimistic that move, moving forward that, you know, those communication channels get cleaned up a little bit and we kind of know about it um, and can prepare things a little bit sooner before everyone else knows. Has there ever been a, a desire from your standpoint on, on the tournament to get it moved to what is now the, the regular season? Um, there's, I mean, there's been different conversations um, internally and out in the community about, you know, does that set us up um, for a better field, better date, better TV broadcast? I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that have to go into it that, make, that need to make that happen. Um, you know, there, there is a significant, uh, a, a significant value to going to a different date in the spring, but there's also a significant financial package that yeah. uh, exists with that as well um, in order to move the event from a fall to a spring. But, you know, there's also, you know, there's other things that kind of need to happen. One, um, there needs to be a date that's open. You know, there's currently not a date open in the spring or the, or the summer for um, you know, there to be a PGA Tour event here in Las Vegas at a different date. Um, there's also um, changes that would have to take place in the agronomy of the golf course. Um, uh, TPC Summerlin does not oversee their golf course, so it would be really hard to have an event here in the spring while that grass is dormant. Um, so it would be really hard to have that event. Plus, I, I would argue that the weather is not the best here in Las Vegas to have uh, a PGA Tour event. Uh, it would be where tough. We're still dealing with some different temperature ranges grasses in dormancy the wind is high so it would be hard to have that event and obviously you're not going to have an event here in the summer it is just too hot yeah. right we don't want to deal with those 110 degree temperatures oh um, i want to see those guys playing in it but i know they <laughs> would not we probably wouldn't have a whole lot of spectators out there but yeah, you know right. because of all of those things you know really this golf course and the the weather here in las vegas really sets us up to to be best suited to have an event that first or second week of October because the golf course is in its, really its most healthy state going through going through a, a really nice growing season in the summer um, uh, and then it starts to cool the weather starts to cool down a little bit so we should have you know 75 to 85 to kind of degree temperatures for our spectators to have a great experience as well so I've kind of said it from the beginning like you put all those things together, the best time for Las Vegas to host a PGA Tour event is the first or second week of October. And that's, and that's where we are. Yeah. The, I mean, the weather, you can't beat Vegas in October. I'm sorry. No, it, you no. can't. Vegas fall is, is beautiful. And the winds aren't, the winds aren't bad, really, uh, you know, kind of that first part of the fall either. So it really sets us up to have, have a nice, a nice event. So the, when the CJ Cup was out at Shadow Creek and then at mm -hmm. Summit, are you seeing a big difference in the in the 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 guys that have signed up uh, to play in Shriners or agreed to play in Shriners that were in those events? And now that it's not here with the fall FedEx fall, is is it changing the field pretty dramatically? Um, I would say even before CJ Cup was here, see the CJ Cup being in market the week after us in those two kind of COVID years um, definitely helped keep our field strong. Um, I would say though that our strongest field um, was in 2019 uh, when we had Brooks Kepka, Adam Scott, 
Phil Mickelson were kind of really our, our three headliners um, that, that year. So really 2019, kind of before all the, all, the, all the live stuff happened, before COVID, that was really our strongest field. And then in 2020 and 2021, our field remained uh, really strong. Um, then last year, really good base, really good base of guys. Uh, had a couple of kind of star players. And like Patrick Cantley, Ricky Fowler, for instance, um, who both who both played the event, obviously have a great champion in Tom Kim, um, who was coming off an incredible President's Cup, yeah. becoming kind of this international kind of superstar golfer, uh, and he's followed followed it up with a really nice, uh, really nice year this year, uh, and we're excited to have Tom Kim back to to play. Um, I think the biggest unknown is just you know how does the new structure of points. Um, how some guys are playing for FedEx Cup points, some guys are not playing for FedEx Cup points in the fall based on whether or not they're in the top 50 uh, from the previous previous season's FedEx Cup or not. Um, we we just don't really know yet um, who will play and who won't play. You know, there are going to be guys who just love love our event, whether it's because of Las Vegas, the weather, the golf course, the cause in Shriners Children's, um, we, we think that there are a lot of guys, regardless of where they, where they end up in the field, you know, whether they're, you know, finished last year's FedEx cup in the top 10, or if they are, you know, in, uh, in 51 and beyond. Um, I think there's, there's definitely some guys who are going to continue to play the event. And we're always think about playing the event, uh, based on those factors, um, really feel that, you know, guy 51 all the way down um, uh, should absolutely be playing in the fall. And yeah. there's good reason for them to play in the fall. Um, uh, as you know, if you finish in the top 10 in the, in the PGA tour fall, uh, you know, number 51 through 60, you're getting into um, some signature events next year um, that you wouldn't already be in. So there is reason for those guys who are, you know, 51 down to continue playing. Uh, so that they can be in the signature events for next year. Um, but I think guys are still trying to really understand what this fall schedule is and what they want their schedule to be. So it might be, you know, we might know more after this year. It might take a couple of years for guys to really understand. We know that, you know, guys, no matter where they're ranked, still need to play golf. They need to maintain that competitive you know advantage that they have on the golf course um that competitive feel out there um and that you know our event and other fall events provide that opportunity there's a lot of there's also a lot of money to still play for i mean our yeah. our purse this year is 8.4 million dollars um first place gets uses a 1.1.4 million dollars is first place wow. um you still get a two-year exemption to play on the PGA tour you still get an exemption to play in the masters. So there's a lot of reasons for guys, whether you're ranked in the top 10 or uh, in the bottom third to continue to play in the fall. Absolutely. And it, it was kind of surprising. I don't know if you heard, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, he, he said the fall series was BS. Uh, and Jimmy Walker, Jimmy Walker. Thank you. Yeah. And, I, I really don't understand his beef with it. I think it's outstanding. Yeah. 
Well, I think, you know, for him, I, I forget where he finished, you know, numerically wise in the FedEx Cup this year. I think he was in, he was just just within the top 125 uh, going into the playoffs. And, and typically as the playoff changed from 125 to 70 and, you know, previously that would have allowed him to maintain his tour card for next year, right? Um, and now he has to play the fall as a veteran player um, in order to keep his card. Now he has to play well for the next you know few months to keep his card going into the next year. That seemed to be his 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 beef with it. Um, and you know, it's change is ultimately what this kind of comes down to is that um, it's change and it's going to take a little bit uh, to adjust to it. Guys are going to. Um, some guys are going to really like it and some guys aren't going to like it. Um, you know, if, if uh, Jimmy, who is playing in our event, we're looking forward to having Jimmy here also as an MGM ambassador, who is a great partner of ours as well. Um, if they come out uh, and he comes out and plays really, really well or wins our event or wins a fall event, he's set up for the next two years and he's playing in the masters and his opinion might change. Well, <laughs> Yeah, you're correct, and you're right. His his opinion might change. That might be a, a great thing. So. Yeah, I think it's just it's giving the guys the opportunity that maybe you you got into a funk and you fell out of the points, and now you've got your game dialed back. You've got some opportunities to go out there, like you said, yeah. win some money, get some exemptions, get into a sing, uh, yeah. signature event, get into the yeah. Masters. I mean, it's it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I, I and think I think you know that guy that guy who's number one twenty six. You know, guy. You know, previously, you know, guy one twenty six doesn't have right? his, doesn't have his court, his uh, his tour card for next year, yeah. right? So now, guy who finished one twenty six can go out and have a really good fall and completely change his professional trajectory um, and get his tour card next year, possibly win. You know, all of that that we've already said, but you know, um, it gives those guys below one twenty five to kind of rewrite their story a little bit for the year. Yeah, you're looking at the PJ Tour potentially, not the Corn Ferry schedule. Right. So, so um, how is how is your marketing changed for this? Or because I know in years past you you, you target the big names because everybody wants to see the big names, of course. Um, with how this is weighing out, and when does the field finalize? The Friday before. The Friday so, before. Okay. So yeah, how are, uh, Friday October um, six. The yeah, sixth finals. So, how are you guys going about marketing this event being a new fall event? Um, you know, our communication hasn't changed too much. We're still staying very close to players, very close to agents. Um, you know, especially the the agents who are who have a, a pretty big, pretty wide range of PJ Tour player representation. Um, trying to get their thoughts on where things are going, where they're headed, understanding kind of like this window, like this next two week window um, is really important because um, a lot of guys, you know, they've just, they grinded through a really busy kind of final summer schedule. Um, now they've had a few weeks off, depending on how far deep they went into the PGA tour playoffs whether or not they're playing, you know, on the Ryder Cup, um, you know, the in the international guys who are not European who aren't playing in the Ryder Cup, obviously they have a little bit more time off. You know, that time off, I think, just gets these guys kind of a little anxious that they need to be out there and they need to be playing. 
So how someone is feeling in July or August when they're on this really kind of hectic run to try to improve their position and, and, and uh, kind of set themselves up for the most success possible for the playoffs. Um, they might have a different feeling in about 10 days, whether or not they want to play our event or not, as they've just kind of been home and relaxing, they might get that kind of jitter to get out and, and play. So we're just really staying close to, close to the agents, um, trying to just, you know, figure out what might help some, some guy to, to come play our event or not. If there's anything that we can do to make sure that they're comfortable here, arrange activities for their, for their wife, for their family, uh, for themselves, um, just to kind of help bring that Vegas hospitality uh, into that inner player circle. Nice. So a, a lot of new stuff this year. Um, we're going to, I, I want to get to the, the club 360. Um, but before that, this is the, so this is the second year with the new grass, right? The second tournament yep. with the new grass. Right. How, how's the feedback been from people who've been playing it and, and the thoughts on that? Yep, for sure. Uh, you know, last year, I think everyone was really pleasantly surprised. Um, I know that, uh, the tour agronomy group, um, was trying to be a little conservative with expecta expectations as, you know, the grass was still kind of growing in a little bit, but last year's tournament, the, um, the feedback that they got was overwhelmingly positive. Uh, the guys thought it was a lot better than they thought it was going to be going into it. Um, as just still understanding that it was still growing in a little bit. Um, I think the feedback that we're going to get this year is going to be incredible. I mean, it's, it's had, two full growing periods. Now, um, I was just out there the, the other day. It looks, it looks beautiful. Uh, no cart paths or no carts on, um, or I should say carts are only on the cart paths right now for the, for the duration throughout the nice. tournament. So, uh, really everything should be, you know, immaculate condition. The greens are great. They just did a, a small punch, um, about a month ago and those are fully healed. So it really should be great. Um, I know that they're, they are, um, so adding to the agronomy report that continually gets pushed out to the players, but it has been, uh, overwhelmingly positive, um, which I think also helps us with that player recruiting piece. Um, if there's not a good, if there's not a good agronomy report, then you might see some guys kind of hold back as well. But, um, as more agronomy reports come out showing the success of the new grass, then we should see some additional guys uh, coming to the field as is also kind of our hope, but it does, it, it looks great out there. Uh, I mean, they, the, the tour and TPC Summerlin absolutely did their due diligence um, through a, a, a good 12 to 24 month period of trying to decide what would be the best grass by um, kind of planting that in different areas. Um, and I think they, they nailed it. Um, it looks great out there. Awesome. Any other changes to the course? No changes to to the actual golf course, but we got a lot of tournament changes. Um, we sat down at the end of last year, kind of really around like the first quarter of the event, or excuse me, the first quarter of the year last year, and decided that you know we feel like we have a really good on-site experience, um, but we also kind of felt that there was uh, some improvements that we could make to make it a little bit better. Um, one of those things, really just outside my window, we got a brand new entrance. Um, so we, there's a pond right outside our entrance that connects to uh, Village Center Circle and Hillshire Drive, kind of the corner of TPC Summerland property. 
Um, and we're going to bring everybody in off of off of the road right there. Our shuttle, sh our shuttle drop off will be right there. People will step right off the bus, right into the new entrance gates, um, kind of walk around uh, this pond that's next to our office, rather than having to walk up to kind of that paved that pavement driveway yeah. of the club that I've never been a huge fan of. Um, <laughs> But really going to be a, a really more nice aesthetic uh, main entrance. We're going to be able to beautify it even more. Some tournament signage, some past champion flags. So is that like where the the media tent was, and the and the like right at the range? That that's where the spectators will end up. So they'll kind of walk around our pond and then pop right up to where the media center used to be. And we have now repositioned the media center. Um, so that was one change. Um, but we also wanted to make sure that. Um, just the spectator experience once they kind of got out onto the golf course had been improved as well. So we are, we've added bleachers to the first tee and to the 10th tee, um, nice. which I always felt was a, a, a fun, exciting place to watch some golf and to, Absolutely. and to just be there and experience it and, and to sit down and maybe catch your breath a little bit, have a beverage while you're there. Gibbs also a great place for families with kids to go and just kind of sit and watch a little bit of golf. Uh, so we're excited to bring bleachers black bleachers back to the first ten, the first tee and the tenth tee. We've also added a family fairway that Intermountain Healthcare is uh, going to be the sponsor of, but we're going to have face painting and airbrush trucker hat designs for the kids, a coloring wall. We've got um, a milkshake truck. We've got the pink pink box donut truck. We've got barbecue over there as well by Big B's Texas Barbecue. So. And some yard games. So that area, and that's just right off 18 fairway called the, the family, family fairway. That should be a really fun place for our families to go and also kids get in to the event for free. Uh, so really anyone uh, 18 years and younger uh, can get into the event for free with a ticketed adult. So really affordable for the family. But we also wanted to, and you just mentioned it, a new structure, uh, probably the biggest thing that we're doing called Club 360. Um, which is exactly kind of where the hill, I think a lot of our fans uh, have become a very knowledgeable of what the hill is for, uh, for our tournament. And the hill was a hundred by 100, 10,000 square foot kind of sports bar with um, elevated food and beverage available for purchase. The hill still exists, um, but it will be on the first level of a new double decker structure. So the hill will still exist. It'll still have, um, upgraded food and beverage for uh, for purchase. Still great views of 16, 17, and 18 right there. Um, it will house our new merchandise. Um, so our merchandise and fan shop will be in that structure. And again, it's open to the public. Nice. So we're excited to bring merchandise um, out onto the golf course. But the second level of this structure is what we're really, really excited about. And again, it's called Club 360. Um, it's a $125 ticket on Thursday and Friday and $175 on Saturday and Sunday. It includes drinks, but does not include food, uh, food available for purchase though. Um, but it does include your drinks. Um, but this will be on the second level of a double decker structure right there on uh, kind of right where the hill sat. And I think you're going to have the most incredible views we've probably ever been able to showcase before. Um, views of 16, 17, and 18. I think you're going to be able to see number one. I think you'll be able to see number 10. Um, you're, it's being constructed right now. So we'll, I'll be able to get up there real soon so I can see it. But um, you're going to see have views of the strip. I mean, it's really going to be beautiful from, from up there. Um, 
and all of that, uh, High Noon uh, came on board with us, who I think is probably the, the, the most popular hard seltzer right now in the game. Yeah, by far. Um, yeah, and uh, just excited to have their partnership and uh, helping us elevate that structure. But it, it should be should be really, really fun, uh, a good time up there. How many people are going to be able to fit up there? Yeah, so at any one time, uh, 440 is the wow. occupancy. Yeah, yeah. So our goal is to sell around 600 tickets a day, knowing not everybody's up there at the same time. But yeah, there should be a, should be a good time up top. Yeah, the being able to see one, I think, is going to be pretty cool from that perspective. I agree because it's a, I it's agree. a, you got the valley, you got the the skyline. I mean, just great, great idea. Whoever came up with it, high five to that person. So. <laughs> well, again, you know, we just knew we needed to make a little bit of a change, you know, and like let's what what what's the thing? There's also a lot of competition in our market during during our week. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, and we wanted to come in and make make a splash and and do something um, really really a lot of fun um, and something that will help define the tournament moving forward too. So have the engineers given the okay for three sixty plus the third level? <laughs> you man, you see more and more tournaments go three levels. It's so, crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of triple deckers. We're not there yet, uh, but uh, maybe if this thing is ultra successful, we can get there. How how are the uh, the the suites and everything along seventeen? I I noticed last year there was a lot more yep. uh, than previous years. Is is that still continuing? Is there more coming, or is it going to be like wh- how it was last year? Yeah, pretty much how it was last year, which we were happy, really happy with. I mean, really kind of encompassing that seventeenth tee and counting down seventeen fairway a little bit. So the build will be exactly the same there. Um, our goal is still to continue to expand that and to bring that Cabana product behind 16 Green as well. Um, uh, so nice. hopefully some additional uh, expansion there in future years. But that will look just like it did last year, which got really rave reviews. Um, it it really looked looked great. Our our clients who were in there loved it as well. We've got a few more clients in there. Some clients have kind of moved around and um, have bought into different things on the golf course, but uh, we were able to replace those with uh, some some new clients too. So, which is which is a great thing, um, just to continue to um, provide that experience to new clients, and then hopefully, you know, next year we'll get even more, or the clients that are in there might want to expand into more than just one. Anything else on the course new as far as fan experience wise? Um. That's that's about it. You know, we still have the Patriots outpost. We're still allowing free admission for military personnel and first responders. And we have an area off the 16th green for those individuals to be able to uh, go and get some food and beverages. And that's something that I don't think will ever change. We love providing that service to our first responders and to our military personnel um, in the valley. So we're excited about that. The structure that's on 15 green that uh, was new last year comes back this year as well. Um, that proved that became a really popular area last year as we kind of expanded the just the open patio to a much larger tent last year. Uh, so that will feature the the same thing, um, but still have our uh, a lot of our same pouring partners. Corona Premier has been a, just an incredible partner of ours uh, on the beer side, uh, and excited to bring High Noon, Elijah Craig, Deep Eddie into the fold as well. Awesome! I could I could totally see a triple decker looking on 15 green 
<laughs> that would be fun, wouldn't it? That would be, you know, it's a drivable par four coming down the stretch, you know, and then you could turn around and watch him tee off on 16. Yeah. Cool. Telling you, telling you. Yeah. Next okay, year. so has have you guys gotten any, I, 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 we talk about this occasionally uh, on, on the show about uh, tournaments at 25, 26 under, uh, scorers, birdies fest, everybody wants to see it, everybody loves it, but then there's, the traditionalists that are like, we want to see these guys work for, you know, their, their great rounds. We want to see, you know, uh, a five, six under Sunday, you know, six guys in it. Uh, have you guys debated with that to make the, the course harder or are you happy with how it is and 24 under doesn't bother you? Yeah. I mean, for, for me, you know, as, as a, you know, the tournament director, a representative from, from Shriners, um, we actually have practically no say when it comes to really the actual inside the ropes competition. Um, that's not to say that the tour wants our event or any event to, you know, be 24 under. I don't, I don't even know kind of what their magic number is. Um, their most important thing that they always look for is like, is the competition fair? Is the golf course fair? Is it fair for the guy who hits at 330? Is it fair for the guy who hits at 280? Is there a bunker at 330? Is there a bunker at 280? You know, that's kind of the thing. It, you know, these, they want the golf courses to play fair. Um, and if it just so happens that the winner is at eight under or if it's at 24 under, as long Good as that it is a fair competition, um, that seems to be the driving mechanism behind it. Um, you know, for, for us in this golf course, um, you know, it's all about the wind. You know, if the wind is, that's the other thing to kind of, t- you know, keep into consideration as well. I mean, we don't really have to deal with too much rain, um, uh, hardly ever, really, until I've said that. I don't think I've ever been out there when it rains. Um, yeah. um <laughs> but you know, if it rains, it obviously is going to play a little softer. The greens going to be softer. The guys are going to be throwing those darts a little bit more. Um, uh, if it's windy, you know, they, we we can't set up the golf course too hard if it's windy, um, because really that that wind can throw that ball all over, and then all of a sudden the golf course could be unplayable if if it's played too long or if the pin positions are in too aggressive location. So that's something that's always kind of played with. Um, the biggest factor though, in these scores, is like, I mean, these guys are just good. Damn good golfers. I mean, they're just good. Uh, and there's, there's no other way to like say it. I mean, they, these, these guys are so good and we take that for granted sometimes and we forget how good they are. And we just think that the golf course is set up too easy. And we just forget that, you know, this isn't golf from, you know, even 10 years ago. This isn't golf from 30 years ago. You know, these guys are in the gym. They're athletes. Um, they're, they're training like they're training like athletes. Um, and they work on their craft every day. And uh, that is what they get paid to do. That is, you know, playing golf is their livelihood. And they are good golfers. Um, and. I think we see that even in the majors. I mean, the guys are kind of tearing up the, the majors yeah. as well. So it's not just our event or, you know, the other event in, in the spring or the summer that is, you know, played at 20 under. It's happening week in and week out because these guys are good. 
I don't, there's no other way to say it. I mean, there's no other way to say it. You're right. hundred percent. It was, we, uh, when the corn fairy was out at Paiute, you know, we went yep. out and, and, and watched Harry and there was a young kid, yep. uh, named Sahith Thagala that was playing with him. Yep. And, uh, you know, now he's a PGA tour winner. And, you know, back then we were like, man, this kid can rip it. Yeah. Um, the, the talent, the talent pool is absolutely ridiculous on, on yep. the, the elite level. So, yep. so who, who do we got big names so far? Wh- who's committed so far that you can say? Really are. I mean, our biggest one is still our, our past champion. You know, we've got two, we got two more weeks. I think we should have a couple of pretty big guys that are going to hold in that we can't say anything about yet. Um, but really Tom, Tom Kim's our, our number one guy at their moment. Um, and we're excited to have him, but you know, we got our list of locals as well. You know, you just kind of mentioned Harry, Harry's going to play obviously Taylor Montgomery. We're excited about Taylor and his growth. He had a great first year on the PGA tour Yeah, he did as well. Um, but we're going to see some Ryder cup guys, uh, hold into this, some veterans and some, um, some upcoming players as well. I'm excited. Uh, to give some of our exemptions out um, to some young studs that are just coming out of college that should kind of be the next best thing on the PGA Tour over the course of the next few years. So we're excited about, probably more excited about that than anything else. You know, being a being a tournament director now and being kind of in charge of giving out some of these exemptions, you're really playing paying a lot of attention to guys Absolutely. coming out of college, that PGA tour university standings, um, the guys who are up there on the corn ferry as well, coming out of college, get excited about that, about them because you're really establishing relationships with those guys so that they continue to come back and play once they are, there are stars. Yeah. They remember you. I remember, Hey, remember us? We gave you your first start. <laughs> um, did the, the Southern Highland collegiate masters winner still get, uh, an invite? Yep, Yushin Lin. So he's he is right now the only exemption I've given, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be given some more here here soon. We're trying to see where where the field kind of uh, is going to be projected to be at before we get out the other ones. But Yushin Lin, who I believe finished number ten PGA Tour University, um, will definitely be in the fold and be here. So well, excited our, about him. Our new because we added a person to the show. Uh, so we've got four guys on the show now. Uh, Dan Hodges is our newest uh, ho- co-host, I guess you could say. Keep your keep an exemption in your pocket, possibly for him. He's a stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, he's one hell of a player that that mini yeah. tour grinded for some years um, before yeah. real life and work caught up to him. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's happens at some point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, how about the pro-ams? Let's, let's run over the pro. I know you've got some great events for the pro-ams every year. Yep. Uh, Monday's pro-am, uh, benefiting Shriners and the Ryan Palmer foundation. We love having, having that event and Ryan, uh, obviously a PGA tour veteran, but he's such a great guy. Um, he has his own kind of personal Shriner story as well, which makes it really easy to incorporate that into, into our event. So, um, Ryan Palmer foundation event will be on Monday guaranteed to be a great time out there um and then our our championship program uh really starts on tuesday night our draw party is uh, well first of all the the whole championship program is presented by mgm reward so again no i said said their name before but they've always been such a great partner and glad glad to have them back again um but the uh, the draw party is going to be at the cosmopolitan at the marquee pool so excited about that, the ambiance out there on a 
on a Tuesday night should be incredible <laughs> watching these guys kind of pick through who they're going to play with the next day. Um, and then on Wednesday, uh, we'll have the, the actual championship pro-am. We're going to have three Shriners kids out there on some par threes, um, getting to tell their story to the pros and the amateurs as they, they go through. Uh, we're going to have some NASCAR guys play in the event as well. And obviously, uh, if everyone knows or doesn't know, NASCAR is the same weekend as us. Race so weekend. we're excited yeah. to bring some NASCAR guys uh, out to the PGA Tour event to play in the Pro-Am on, on Wednesday. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, and then we're going to have uh, Derek England past um, Vegas Golden Knight uh, out there playing as well. And possibly a couple more uh, kind of sports celebrities uh, as well that uh, just haven't committed yet. And hopefully we can announce, we can announce soon. Um, kind of a, a new kind of golf disruptor in the marketplace uh, is has partnered with us as well in Swag Golf. Um, awesome. Yeah, Swag uh, are, has really kind of, they're kind of known mainly for their for their head covers at the moment. Yep. Um, but they really have a vast array of, uh, of, of products now from apparel to uh, putters. Um, yeah, I've been following custom, Swag for a long time. Putter mats. Uh, so we are incorporating them into the program, especially in our gifting suite. And they're going to do a special experience on the 17th hole with, uh, golf and with a golf influencer, uh, to be named soon as well. So, um, but we're excited to bring them. Into it's the not me, world. everybody. It's not me. Far from an influencer, far from an influencer, but it really should be a great event. Um, but then, you know, we'll have our uh, kickoff your heels executive women's luncheon on Tuesday of the event in Club 360. We're going to have the Super Bowl host committee, female executives uh, do a panel discussion uh, for that event. So that should be fun to learn a little bit more about uh, what's going on in our city. Of the Super Bowl. And the, doesn't the Southern Nevada Golf Hall of Fame have an event, too? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, also will take place in Club 360. Um, but they will, their Hall of Fame inductees will be inducted uh, Saturday night uh, prior to the tournament in, in Club 360. Volunteer awesome. party on Sunday as well. So we've just got like a whole host of, of activities that, that start on Saturday and we'll go all the way until we crown our champion on Sunday. Awesome, man. Awesome. I am looking forward to it. I can't wait to get out there and check out all the new stuff and uh, sneak my way up to th- the third the second deck and <laughs> check it out it, it's it, I, I tell you we we were nervous because i i got a couple friends that are members at tbc summerlin and they it's like we don't know man we don't know so it's nice to know that it's locked in through 26 at least and right. uh, i i think after this first year the opinion of the fedex fall is going to change for everybody and the guys that benefit from it are going to be like super super promotive of it and the yeah. guys that just missed out are going to be like, crap, I should have been participating more. So yep. excited for you guys. Uh, it's coming up in a couple of weeks. Make sure you get your tickets. Uh, where, where can people get tickets at? Yep. Shriners Children's Open.com. Um, there's uh, three different options on that link um, between just our general admission hill ticket, Club 360, and then the spot presented by USA Today Sports, uh, all encompassing uh, food and beverage product there. Um, so three different options guaranteed to have a good experience. And then also everything goes back to Shriners Children's, right? It's all for the kids. Um, so come out and be in, and support, support PGA Tour Golf, come out and support uh, Las Vegas, uh, but most importantly, come out and support 
Shriners Children's and uh, get experience of what they do for uh, all families, regardless of the, their ability to pay. Right on. Well said. Well said. Well, again, thanks so much for coming on. I know it's a crazy time of the year for you, so we really do appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you out there in a couple of weeks. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Always no enjoy it. Thanks.